So when I was teaching seventh graders about our faith back way before I became a priest, the most common question I got was, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> then when I had my own business with 11 employees, we were small, my most common question was, Father, can I have a day off? And now as a priest, the most common question that I get, especially from the online, God bless people watching, is where's that in the Bible? Where's that in the Bible? Where's confession in the Bible? Okay, let's talk about that today. Because in addition to Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23, where our Lord says to the first priest, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, and whose sins you retain are retained. In addition to that, we have the book of James that he says, after talking about the priests, the presbyters, he says, confess your sins to one another so we can keep going. But few people, if any, point to this passage. And this passage may be the strongest of all in evidence of Christ directly talking about confession. Today we are talking about the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, 11 through 19. Why does this verify confession? All right, let's look at this. Leprosy <clears throat> was, a, was considered a picture of sin and the effect of sin. You have leprosy as you being affected by the consequences of your sin. It was an awful disease, debilitating. Um, it corrupted the person, making them dead while they were alive. What is sin? Sin makes you a dead, makes you dead while you are still alive. Leprosy, there could not have been a better example for Christ. And notice there's leprosy throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New. Even the rabbis despised lepers. It was sad because they thought they were judged by God and deserved no mercy. Technically, we don't deserve mercy. Mercy's overabundant, undeserved, and unconditional. That's what God's mercy is. Well, anyway, this disfigurement of leprosy became a symbol of the sinner's soul needing redemption, needing repair, needing fixing. Now, like leprosy, like leprosy sin and it's really not so much, it's, it's really the name for leprosy is really Hansen's disease. It's not really as contagious as, as they were thought to be back then. But anyway, the point is, to them, leprosy was like sin. It was very contagious. I should say, sin is like leprosy. It's contagious. We can actually spread it by our actions. If people see us doing something wrong, it becomes a cultural norm. Oh, well, it's okay. I can do that. He's doing it. You know, when, when I look at people in cohabitation now, it's common to say, well, everybody does it. It's, it's, that's hard, yes, when the culture is doing it. Sin is contagious. Now, here's the thing, though. The most terrible thing about it was its isolation. It's isolation. Why? Sin isolates us from God. The physical 
mess of leprosy isolated them from each other, just like sin isolates us from God. Now, the leper had to cry unclean, unclean, whenever he went into a area with people. It was social distancing. It was social distancing. And so this, we look at and say, oh, how terrible. But yet, that's what we've been doing for the last three years. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned here. Now, the leper was banished from society and exiled. Wow, kind of sounds like the unvaccinated. Now, they are exiled, living in isolation and quarantined. Wow, sounds like COVID. <coughs> So we have an interesting connection here. And guess what happened? The psychological effects on the sick were devastating. On the lepers, just like, and you won't read this in the paper, I know the stat, because when Brother Jason and I did our book on suicide, we became very close with PhD medical experts that have faith. And what they're telling us, I'm keeping in contact with them, is since once COVID began, calls to the suicide hotlines went up 600%. Suicides themselves went up dramatically because people felt isolated, no hope. There was no hope. Well, that's why we're here. We're here for hope. So the consequences of leprosy from a psychological standpoint, we're as serious as the physical. And that's why during COVID, we, we can't forget the mental treatment, not just the isolation for the physical. And so the leper was basically hated by others. Father Don told me the story that shocked me. He was talking to a bishop and the bishop was all nice and friendly. And they were talking and everything. And then somebody else came up in the middle of the conversation. It came up about Father Don traveling or something about vaccination. And Father Don says, well, no, I've chosen not to. And the bishop said, well, get away from me and walked away. This is a bishop and one of his priests. Interesting how the social distancing came into play. He became the leper becomes to then hate himself. To, be, to turn and say, I'm a social outcast. It's the same here. We, we, we have to understand that there's a lesson here. Now, this kind of person, this leper who came to Jesus, he was unclean. What happened? Jesus touched him. Here's what's fascinating. He touched the man and made him clean. Not only physically, but spiritually as well. Now, here's where it gets fascinating. Um, Christ, even when we are unclean, Christ's hand will always reach out to us, even when we're unclean. It is the very essence of mercy. You know, I always teach <clears throat> that divine mercy is a particular mode of love, that when love encounters suffering, it takes action to do something about it. And that kind of comes from Thomas Aquinas, Dr. Stackpole, Father Kosicki. But you know, with Father Seraphim, who had a beautiful definition of mercy, 
He said, divine mercy is touching the untouchable, loving the unlovable, and forgiving the unforgivable. That was Father Seraphim's definition. Touching the untouchable. What does our Lord do here? He touched the untouchable. Loving the unlovable. What's our Lord doing here? Loving those that everybody else despised. And forgiving the unforgivable. That's where we want to finish here. Because this all ties in incredibly to confession, the sacraments, and the priest. Now, Jesus was merciful. So must we. Now, he didn't have to touch him. The Lord could have just stayed back, social distance, and said, you're healed. He could have done that. But he did not in order to show that he was not subject to the law. He wasn't. Now, here's where it gets fascinating, because Jesus told him to obey the law. Jesus didn't have to. But he told this leper, you obey the law. What does he mean? Why? How did he do that? He said, go to the priest. He said, <clears throat> and he will declare you clean. Oh, now this is getting good. Because Jesus himself is above the law. He could touch when it wasn't allowed to touch. But he made the man follow the law. He didn't say you could do whatever you want. Just go home and declare yourself in your bedroom clean. No, he didn't. Jesus said, go to the priest and he will declare the disease gone. That's just like today. Jesus is not bound by the sacraments. God is not bound by the sacraments, but he makes us bound by them. Just like this leper, Jesus did not declare him clean. He healed him. But he said, go to the priest and he will declare you clean. Fascinating. So go to the priest in confession. And what will happen? He will declare you clean. The priest was given that authority, although we do not deserve it. So when you go into that confessional and you go there, the priest at the end will declare you clean or not. Well, wait a minute, Father, only God can. Yes, only Jesus had the authority to forgive sins. But when you have ultimate authority, you have the authority to delegate that authority. Who did Jesus give that to? The priests. Again, Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 20, or John 20, 23, whose sins you forgive. He wasn't talking to himself in a mirror. He was delegating the authority to the priest whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. So if the priest says to you in the confessional, I'm sorry, I can't absolve you because you have no intent to change or you have absolutely um, refused to change. You're only here because you're being forced to and you don't want to try at least to turn away from sin. Then heaven can't forgive your sin. 
whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. But most of the times, most always, the priest is going to look at you or behind a screen and say, God, the father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church, may God grant you pardon and peace and I absolve you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I always laugh. That's not general absolution. <laughs> you got to go to confession. Now, that doesn't mean the grace is from the priest. That doesn't mean it is the priest that generates the grace to forgive you. God is the grace that forgives you. The grace only comes from God to forgive you, but he uses the priest as a tool. Why else in Luke 17, 11 through 19, does Jesus say, go to the priest? He did not declare him clean until he said, go to the priest and he will declare you clean. So when the priest says, I absolve you, you are declared clean. That is fasting. So father, where is confession in the, in the Bible? There it is. There it is, because God is not constrained by the sacraments, but he makes us be. He tells us to go to the priest, just like he told this leper, go to the priest and he will declare you clean. This is amazing. And so Jesus is just like today. So go to the priest and confession, he'll declare you clean. This is the power of this passage. There's no wondering, have I been forgiven? Maybe I'm forgiven. I hope I'm forgiven. When that priest says, I absolve you, you are guaranteed forgiveness. You're not the judge if you've been forgiven. The priest who was delegated it by God is the judge. Not meaning he, he generates that authority of his own. But God gives him that authority. That's why the diary in St. Faustine, I think it was 1044. I'm, I'm sorry, I better not say the number. I can't remember. But that's when Faustina was sick and she wanted to receive Holy Communion. And, and she couldn't. The, the superior wouldn't let her go to Mass. And so she asked Jesus. And Jesus sent a seraphim angel, the highest angel in the choir of angels, and he came and brought her Holy Communion. And Faustina asked that seraphim angel before receiving, would you hear my confession? And the highest angel in the, in the world, in the, in the creator universe of God's creation, looked at St. Faustina and says, I cannot hear your confession. No spirit in the universe has that power other than the priest. That's not because the priest deserves it or he's, he's, he's holier than you. In fact, to the contrary, God uses broken tools. All right, look at David. Look at, look at the sinners throughout the Bible. He uses broken tools, but it was God who chose the priesthood. He said, only the priest can forgive your sins. That's from God, not meaning the priest himself can't emphasize that enough. God forgives, but through the tool of the priest in that confessional. Jesus had ultimate authority to forgive sins. Therefore, when you have ultimate authority, you can delegate that authority. Any CEO of a company who has ultimate authority when he leaves can delegate that authority to his vice president or his president. Wow, this is amazing. So to finish, Jesus confirms the need for the priest 
by declaring the person clean or not. It's the same today. The priest had to examine the person. And if clean, he began to reinstate them back into the covenant life. <clears throat> this is amazing. Because it doesn't end there. It doesn't end with the priest declaring this leper clean. It kept going because then the priest had to reinstate the leper into the covenant life. The priest had to examine, and then if he was clean, reinstate him. The cleansing of the leper, just like confession, the leprosy had to be cleansed. Now, just like us, we have to be cleansed of the mortal sin. Then we can be reconciled back into the church, just like the leprosy. All right. So the cleansing of the leper is confession. The leprosy is the mortal sin. Did you hear that? That's powerful. The cleansing of the leper is confession. The leprosy was the mortal sin. Powerful. Mortal sin is a disease that removes grace and impedes us from participating fully in the church. We can't receive Holy Communion if we are in a state of grave sin, mortal sin. That means we cannot participate fully in the church just like the leper was not able to participate in the covenant community until he was declared clean, then he could participate. He was reinstated. Just like us, we go to confession, we're declared clean by the priest, we come back and we can participate in the covenant community of God. If this is the way Jesus did it in Luke 17, 11, who do we think we are too proud to say, I don't need to follow that way? I do not choose to follow that way. Who are we to say that? Where is this in the Bible? Luke 17, verse 11. This is powerful stuff. And so mortal sin is the disease that removes grace and doesn't allow us to participate. Now, after confession, sanctifying grace is restored in the soul, into the soul, and the person can now participate. Jesus uses both words and touch. Notice this. In seminary, we've learned that sacraments are based on form and matter. Basically, words and physical. So here's the point, everybody. Jesus used words and touch, form and matter, to heal from sin. <clears throat> this is powerful. This is like the sacraments. The sacraments make us Catholics a different religion than every other one in the world. And remember, taking you back to seminary, what is a sacrament? Commit this to memory. A sacrament is an efficacious sign, meaning it does something. It's not just a symbol. An efficacious sign of God's grace instituted by Christ, entrusted to the church by which divine life is instilled in us. Listen to that again. An efficacious sign, meaning it does something, of God's grace instituted by Christ, entrusted to the church by which divine life is instilled in us. And yet, we don't need it. Yes, we do. He touches the leper and is immune because God is outside the sacraments, but called the leper to follow his direction. And the direction is given by the church. You know, the Eucharist cannot be defiled. God was not defiled by leprosy. Do not be afraid to take Holy Communion. Well, I might get COVID. You can't from the Eucharist or the precious blood. God cannot be contaminated. 
Now this is powerful stuff because Father Seraphim used to say, how do we obtain God's mercy? I used to ask him at the table, Father, how do we best get God's mercy? And he'd be eating and I'd say, Father, how? how do we, what, what do we best do to get God's mercy? And he would look up and he'd say, easy. Make a good confession and go to communion. That's it. And he would go back to eating. What great advice. You want God's mercy? Make a good confession and go to Holy Communion. Again, the way God set it up, not us. And what a powerful message. So where is confession in the Bible? Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, John 20, 23, the whole book of James and Luke 17, 11, you can go on and on. God bless us in our need for mercy and may we follow his direction and go to the priest to be declared clean. Again, even if the priest is far from perfect, <laughs> he still was given that authority. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.